Hey everybody, this is like a weird little bonus episode yes. where we're just going to have fun. It's 11.40 at night. Why are, you, why are you explaining this? And we're just going to talk about something that we always end up talking about whenever we hang out together, whether, whether it be at NAM or other events or something like that. We're just going to talk Trek. Talking Trek. We're just talking Trek. You made this sound so forth. We're just going to record this thing that we do. We just do and it. And like, so I don't know. We don't, don't even know. have like a jumping off point or anything that we want to do. It's natural. It's free flowing. We I just figured like we maybe had to we fight it off while this. recording two other episodes to keep that us is true. from talking that Trek during those episodes. That is correct. So now we can so talk So where are we starting track? with this? Mm. Where do we want to start with this? I've got faith of the heart. Fuck that song <laughs> to death. <laughs> I hate that song so much. <laughs> Mike uh, was telling us about how much he hates the theme to Enterprise. I hate it. So I, I just finished my first DS9 go through of the year. Um, oh, of the year? Th- yeah. No, I try and watch everything twice. Uh, In a, a year? year? Yeah. Everything? Yep. Man. I love it. Including love it. Enterprise. No, 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 no. So I should clarify, this is my first time ever going through Enterprise. I've actually never made it past the second episode, because mostly because of that song. But now on Netflix, um, you can just skip intro. Yeah, but uh, see, the, the problem is that I'm on an Xbox. The uh, episode starts with the little teaser and then goes into the to the theme song. And so if I let multiple you get episodes a play, like I got to turn my controller on. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Sometimes I miss the skip man. intro button because I'm not quick enough, and then no, even when is it like, di- "No, you were too late. Even you don't get to dis- skip this." It, even after it disappears, you can bring it back. I did it this morning in the middle what? in the middle of the Voyager intro. I was like, "What happens if I bring the time bar back up?" And I brought it back up and skip intro. Oh, right you can there. go back. Oh, yeah. Well, at least on on so TV. I, well, I pirate dis- uh, Discovery. Oh, I see. I still haven't. I haven't really seen much. And so I, my wife always wants me to skip the I intro. Wanna. And I, it's like because it's me playing a file off of my computer through the Roku, I have to like have skill with the remote to fast forward through the intro. Oh and yeah, like know how long it lasts and then stop it right at the right point. And I usually get within like four seconds of the end of the. So intro. does it? Because does it? Does it not do um, like preview frames when you're fast forwarding? It does, but it's real choppy. Okay, because like before they had the skip intro feature for Netflix on my TV, like the oh yeah, jumping the software wasn't there, Netflix so I impossible. just was doing well. No, because the intro frames were always the same frame, so I always yeah. just I just uh, went straight to the uh, the wormhole, and I, Did that you was go the end of it. Straight to the heart. No, that's part of a, that's a line from the theme <laughs> from the Enterprise. So yeah, I've watched all of Enterprise, really, but. I did it all after my my first uh, kid was born, ah. and I was staying up until like three or four in the morning with him. <laughs> yep, because I would hold him, and he would sleep in my arms, and my wife would get to like log a couple hours of sleep, uh, and then you know she would get to hold him, and then I'd log a couple hours of sleep, that mm-hmm, sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my memory of the whole <laughs> show is a little foggy because I'd be like I'd be laying, or I'd be like sitting on the couch holding an infant, and all of a sudden I'd like come to and be like, "Whoa, there's a." Time travel storyline? What's going yeah. on? And then, like, I'm like, kind of like fading out again. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, aside from this, that abysmal, schmaltzy, stupid song. There was I just, just want to say, I just want to say, like, the song blows. Uh, it's terrible. 
It's it's like this weird TGIF sort of like oh we're still talking about the song intro. yeah I'm getting there but yeah uh, uh, in the song it's also weird that they chose a song about having faith for a, a show that's about science I'm a little upset about that no uh, but aside from the song um, uh, well now I lost my train of thought it's well, not like, that show it's not, actually not bad that show is not, not about science about it's about taking sonic showers like co-ed sonic no, showers the, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty Enterprise is really about rubbing gel on each other in your underwear <laughs> it's like litter gel or something right I could use a super what? cut of just that YouTube if you can provide for me a I, super it's cut gotta exist. of gel rubbing oh <sighs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Like this. I found my thing. <laughs> so, like, isn't it? It's Sorry. actually like an interesting storyline in Enterprise. Yeah, and that like they don't have the technology to like decontaminate people when they come off of planets, and that's all in the future. You know, like like when everyone beams on board in TNG or even the original series, it's like, oh, there's filters in yeah, the beer that Trans- take out yeah. take out impurities and take out bacteria and stuff like that. You don't have to worry about that anymore. In Enterprise, they get back on the ship from being on an alien world and they're like, okay, you are quarantined for oh, like okay. 48 yeah, for, hours. For a 45 minute rubbing of gel session. Also, Archer's like super cavalier about just going down to planets. It's like they don't even scan. Like, oh, is it breathable? No, nah, we'll find Let's out when we get there. Check it out. Let's <laughs> go poke around and like take our take our helmets off slowly. So, is Enter- <laughs> Enterprise is is it pre discovery? It's a pre. Mm, oh, geez. It's pre discovery, right? It's pre-discovery, because discovery. Yeah, is, yeah it's way pre discovery. Yeah, it's before the the Federation is a yeah, thing. It's because an discovery. NX class I, in fact, I yeah. I feel like I Enterprise saw something recently like, that like uh, no Enterprise is immediately after first contact basically it's a okay. hundred years after first well contact. it's like technologically like like yeah. Vulcans are still running everything and right. they're like they're barely on like a kitty leash with the Vulcans the Vulcans are like go ahead like try go ahead God, and the have- Vulcans are so shitty about everything they are oh, we don't we don't believe that you're ready for yeah. being a part of the interspace community go ahead and try and have you know do your space stuff but hey we're, Vulcans we're try being keep, less judgy you dicks we're gonna keep our eye on you and that like that's the whole reason live long and fuck off <laughs> That's the whole reason there's a Vulcan on this ship is to like babysit them. Yeah, and she's sending reports back, and the whole time she she it's like Archer does something and she goes, yeah, it's the worst. Uh, I pulled my glasses down and made like a librarian face. Man. But then also, now like, I feel like I really need to watch this. It's not bad. It's really not like, bad. It has some got, fun like, elements. Six in more it. seasons of yeah. Voyager to get through. Voyager's great. Voyager has, I think, disproportionately its its amount of not so great episodes but the good ones are really good like year of hell oh my god amazing two-parter I'm, i don't think i'm pretty sure I'm workforce not that far the penultimate two-parter of the entire series workforce is one of my favorite episodes ever mm. love it um after seven of nine gets introduced there's a lot of like interesting like identity crises right seven um, of nine was an interesting character because it's like when they introduce her you're like, oh come on! Like this is just oh, like please, a this Borg is, on my Federation vessel. This is no, this it's isn't just. Kosher. I mean, it's literally like it's just like TNA bait. Like you see her in a commercial, and you know what they're trying to do. That, like they're yeah, they're trying to get you know like the dads to watch. No, I was, I was actually I was, hey dads, you know what you'll like skin tight cats. I, I, you know I bet you I probably heard this, that uh, that Star Trek Voyager is just for the ladies, but <laughs> check this out. Federation girls are boring. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, they introduce like some fun like yeah. character. She's like a really well hashed out character. Yeah, right. and there's some she fun really storylines that come from her being on the show. I was I was actually reading something the other day where they and she said plays that like, really in well. general, seven of nine. Seven of Nine's camera angles are all like soap opera camera angles. Yep. Yeah, like, they do that. Everyone else gets like the standard like headshot, and she's got some like weird like contorted body angle. Like, like the camera's in every always shot. right about here for some reason. <laughs> and I'm not sure. And it pans back to Balana, and it's right on her face, and she's expositing and giving us techno babble. And then back at Seven of Nine, the camera is just right again, right here. The hell? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> but uh, Jerry Ryan is a beautiful woman, but also a fantastic actor, wonderful and actor. activist, and I respect the hell out of her. But those camera angles? well, so it's so weird because like that's especially by that point, but like his, throughout like the entire Star Trek series, like the number of women who have like been on the program, yeah, and we're like. Yeah, this specific per like um uh so I, I like um I think Denise Crosby has said that she yeah. left the show specifically because of Rick Berman or at least that like he played a huge role on her mm. being like yeah I'm, also those I'm out. 14 hour days of standing Oh, is that a thing? Is that that a- was a thing because she was at the uh, oh, because she's the, at the, the tactical the station. Yeah. yeah, so she was back there all the time, and because she's directly behind Patrick Stewart, she had to be in every shot. Oh right. My gosh. Um, and so, yeah, she. I remember in an interview, she said she asked if they could get a mannequin, <laughs> like just the bottom <laughs> half of a mannequin, so that she could sit. But she never could. And oh and, man. And so that's yeah, crazy. that's it's that's good to have those- a chair. It's good to have a chair. Wesley had it figured out. Well, I also was uh, was reading (laughs) about the boy. (laughs) Shut up! In uh, Deep Space Nine, um, some quotes from Terry Farrell. Yeah, who just had like horrible things to say about like some of the people, like the producers on that show, uh, that basically would come on set and be like, "Oh yeah, that was a great scene, but it would be better if you got a boob job." Oh, you know they did that. Uh, that same they said thing. that to Wesley. No, to uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it would. You know, it's, you it's know, true. Will. It's true. I think you're fine. I His mom's a doctor. She can do it. It's, you know, future technology. Bye bye. Probably takes half. Takes a half a minute. They to just do a trans- good job. They just transport him right in. Hard. Mm. They like transport. It. This non-surgical said while he's asleep. Yeah, nobody ever uh, goofed off with the transporters all that much. You would think Jordy, with all the bullshit he gets into, that he would be all about. My thing about Jordy is like the reason they gave him a visor is to like hide the eye rolling that he does (laughs) just twenty four hours a day. Every single thing Jordy is just like, Captain, the inertial dampers are out. Jordy's lovely. Does Jordy um, actually have? A, I feel like Jordy represents a me. non-robot friend on that show. Probably not really. I say immediately after Ryan says Jordy represents me. You're my robot friend, Steve, <laughs> and you have no other friends. <laughs> you know, no, I relate to Jordy. I feel like Jordy's my guy. I love Jordy. Oh, uh, he was my favorite character as a kid for sure. He becomes, I think. 
the woker you are, the more problematic he becomes. Yeah, like it, man, rewatching it in in recent years has has been a chore in some ways because they make him so weirdly inept with women that when he finally like falls for somebody, it's a holographic recreation of Leah Brahms, the designer of the Enterprise engines. And it's like, that's oh, because that's the he wants, episode he wants ever. to bone the Enterprise. He loves it so much. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only sensible explanation. But have you ever but like, have you ever I, done that? Like, I don't I don't know if you did you go to like your 10 or, or are you planning on going to like your 20 year high school reunion? I guess. Oh, art, fuck no. OK, so so I went to my. Or, ten- no, am I cool enough that I can go and be like, hey, I, I did it. I I made a life. I mean, that's I don't know. I don't know See, what your high school is. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. If I run into Amber, I'm toast. So uh, Amber was a popular girl in high school who was never nice to me and made fun of me and all that. I saw her at a bowling alley in like 2005. Working mm-hmm. there? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I was working there, or she was no, she, okay. neither. But but she she asked what I was doing and I was insecure enough to be like, oh shit, I'm not doing anything. And so I lied and I told her that I was I had I'm made an astronaut. A, no, I said I I had, I had uh, inadvertently made a killing on the stock market. I bought some company and I was like, yeah, and I cashed out and so I'm just living life. And I left her with the impression that I was very well to do, uh, which was not and is not accurate at all. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if I see Amber again. Like I can't, I can't. Oh, go. I put all that money back in the stock market, and it's all gone now. I have to pretend Ugh. to to have completely spent my fortune. I don't know. So yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I think is the moral of that okay. story. I'm well, not going. So, okay, so where I was going with that is, you know, if well, you, she, well, you if find you out that to... she's in the same place because she followed your hot stock tip. Yeah. <laughs> but where where I was going with this is is in the in the context you ruined someone's life. <laughs> I'm I'm going to recommend that you buy Hobby Lobby yeah. stock right now. <laughs> Kmart is only going up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so where 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 I was trying to go with this is you have these people Saturn vehicles. Who you are sure thing going to be around for 100 years. Who you're only like Facebook friends with or whatever that no, you went I'm to not school Facebook with. Friends with well, them. okay, so just one. So in in theory, right? And so you go. So this is Jordy. Like there are things that you figure out about people because oh, yeah. you like are internet friends with them. Mm-hmm. And when you face to face with them, like there are just certain topics where you're like, they posted this thing, but maybe it's a thing yeah. that was meant more for their immediate friends and family and sure. not some rando person. Jordy is like. Oh yeah, I remember when you were telling me that one thing because he can't re- separate so, physical Leah Brahms from his that, computer that generated Leah gross. Brahms. That episode is gross. So Jordy, let me um, let me take you to my favorite place on the holodeck so, that I took holodeck you. Before. So when Leah Brahms is coming to the Enterprise for a visit, Jordy gets really excited and he starts telling Guinan like, "Oh, I can't wait to hang out with her. I feel like I know her already." And uh, and Guinan is not having any of it. She's like, "This ain't gonna work." She's kind of the um, only sane person she on is, the ship, oh, right? She's, I love her. I wish they had more Whoopi in that show. But uh, well, if you're a writer, but, you had lots of Whoopi. <laughs> Also, another weird, problematic character. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so Jordy's excited that Leah Brahms is coming on the ship, and he's excited because he knows her, because the ship 
uh, the holodeck made a facsimile of her in a prior episode, and he fell in love with this holographic version of her that's that's built as an amalgam of all of her like collected works and speeches and so he yeah, has this great doting it's personality it's literally like you watched Elon Musk's TED talk yeah, and, and you, thought, you follow oh, we'd be best friends. and you follow his Twitter feed and when you meet him you're like sup bro let's smoke some weed yeah only he doesn't want to because he doesn't know you and much the same happens and so Leah, Leah Brahms figures out pretty quick that uh, Jordy's been creeping on her in a real gross way uh, like, it's pretty gross. Like he's, he, it's she comes on bad. the ship and immediately he's like, oh, just wait again, till you have my funjili. And she's oh. like, that's my favorite dish. And how did you know that? He goes, oh, it was in your personnel file. It says that your favorite food is this. That's what your simulation said that I hang out with all the time yeah, and no so one's like, watching. Wh- like, th- that's exactly it. Like, why don't you be like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> hey, funny story, probably not a big deal. I mean, I've been I've been hanging out with you, but not you. Anyway, so They're she in finds a pretty out. Progressive future. You think he could just come out and be like, "Oh, uh, uh, by the way, like, I hang out with your simulation all the time." You think he would like, just come clean, but yeah. he knows that it's wrong, and so he does. It can't be the first out. time people have hung out with simulations. Right. In yeah. the well, and, and it really, I mean, it really I mean, would Barclay be. only hangs out with oh simulations. <laughs> it would be him. so simple too for him to just be like. Look, we had a problem with the ship, so I had the ship go through like all of your public records, and like I figured that was the easiest way for me to diagnose this warp core problem. So we he had. he says essentially that, but in this like impassioned men's rights speech in the middle right, of the no, episode, he would, which he finds out. Twenty first century Jordy is a is a red pillar. Fake Leah Brahms comes on and is like, "Oh, Jordy, let me rub your back," and Leah's like, "The hell is this?" And he goes. I was nice to you, as if that means anything. Uh, my favorite thing about this whole scenario that we're talking about is in the finale of the series and all good things. Uh, Jordy goes to visit Picard on his winery. Right. And he's tying up vines. And there's this line that Picard gives. How's Leah? Ooh. Because they've gotten married. And Ru- they're together now. I don't know so if like, I ever put that all together. It's amazing. It's amazing and it's beautiful. But a lot of times when like people, crazy. you don't when think people, it's just some rando person also. He marries someone named Leah because he's just so hung up. <laughs> no, like a lot of times when people, maybe it's like his cat. When people meet, she's <laughs> <laughs> a goodwill kitty. A lot of times when people meet, like it is awkward and it's not ideal. And oh, then, absolutely! And later on, it becomes a thing like <laughs> that, the, the well, way well, you acted well, when we met. Let's put it in the know? context of our current on we our social media lives, where like people will creep on each other on Facebook and sure. be and like you almost expect it. Like you know, and this is an example that I, I'm okay with because I I freely put it out there. But like people come up to me and they're like, "How's Vinny, your dog?" And I love that because I think Vinny is adorable and he's a great dog and I love him. But like, if I'm gonna put something out there, and somebody asks me about it, I can't be mad about it. But if someone like finds me on Facebook and I I you know they friend me and then they start going through like, oh, so I see I see that you like. To do this in your spare time, like <laughs> that's a little weird. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, and a little it's, bit. You know, it's a thing. So like, well, it's I also found like out your, now you take it like you. Take I found out your favorite level. recipe. It's all like Jordy becomes like the the uh, misery almost scenario. Yeah, where it's like it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, like hey, you know, how's your dog? Whatever. Like mm-hmm. we're friends on Facebook. It's another thing to be like, oh yeah. So I saw that like. 
you play a Sunburst Jazzmaster, so I got a Sunburst it's, Jazzmaster. It's another thing for me to for like me to see someone uh, and see them and go like, oh, we'd be best friends, and then go through like, oh, so you went to this high school, huh? How'd you find that out? I've never talked about that ever. Right. Oh, I found I found someone that knows I've been you. trying to keep people from finding that out. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little unfair the way they, they do that to Jordy. Although like it, it's good thought provoking stuff. It really calls out that kind of does mindset. Does Data but... get laid more on the next generation than Jordy does? Yeah. Jordy does not. Jordy so, does not. So get the laid. answer is yes. Yeah. Data, Data lays pipe a lot. <laughs> is it only like, I mean, is it more than that. once? <laughs> so many times. I mean, Tasha Yar and, uh, oh, what's her name? The, uh, the woman he has a relationship with in the, uh, the middle of the series. That's just with women. Um, like, like every time data like is plugging in like a chip into he a computer, a that might be something that we don't fully understand. I mean, I'll tell you, I don't remember the episode title offhand. Um, but yeah, data tries to have a relationship and there's this weird ass fight scene in the middle where Data's like, I assume that she wants to fight, and that will make us stronger. <sighs> now um, I remember this episode, but I, man, I don't remember that much about it. We were talking about this earlier, and this is, as you looked our, it up. This like, whole discussion has just turned into like dating advice from Star yeah, Trek. I know. Um, so we were talking about favorite and least favorite yeah. Star Trek episodes. In um, theory, is the episode where Data... What's the woman's relationship? Name? Uh, Desora. Yeah, I'd... Lieutenant. I forget. Where is she? So right. Can we can we talk about Riker for a second? Yeah, Jenna Desora. You you mentioned Riker being problematic. Yeah, and you mentioned like the only time Jordy falls in love. Riker is presented as a player like full time oh every God. season. Like there's he's always like going down to the pleasure planet and hanging out with all kinds of women. And that stuff guy like that. loves Risa like I love cake. But <laughs> the only time the only time and we're expected to just accept it and believe it. The only time Riker sincerely falls in love, he does is not even on a multi yep. episode arc. Oh. It's one episode he falls so deeply in love and it's with like a hermaphrodite turtle yep. person. And that's like the moment that they take to be like, Riker's in love. He's fallen completely in love. This is real love. Not like all those other like girls on all these other planets and stuff like that. He found a turtle person. Yes. She's, she's, uh, comes from Same a population turtle. that's like monogendered or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's a mono. It's so a, and he's, he's in episode, love. The outcast. He's yeah. in love. Like this is love. real love. And then it never goes back to her ever again. You know? Yeah. She's, it's, she's, I guess the other question is, is Riker actually problematic? I, I think through, as, as I grow older, like Riker was one of my favorite characters when I was a kid and in like, Yes, I'm going to say yes. That there's there's something I I think Star Trek is wonderfully progressive and envisions a future where humanity has overcome a lot of its problems. And then profit and lace happens in in deep space. Yeah, but it's but it's also it's also a show that started in the 1980s and right, it's also yeah. yeah. So in some ways it talks out of both sides of its mouth. Um well I just mean like you don't like Riker isn't I mean is he is he manipulative? I'm trying I'm trying to think like besides you know 
How there's 174 episodes or something of the Next Generation, and Riker somehow has more than 174 partners. And my memory of it is just that he's like always got the flirt on, like he's always 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 ready, just like eyebrows up, let's go. So the the interesting. I mean, I try that too. It does not pan out the same way. Watching, yeah, but you're not a Starfleet officer. Rewatching the series, uh, there is very like there's a status. Or power imbalance. Like ah, Riker okay. is frequently like coming on to ensigns and lieutenants, people who mm. are below him on the rung, and that's that's a little literally and figuratively. Uh-huh. But um, he's just he's you know the second in command on a ship. It's right. Not, he's not going to flirt with Ricard. He can't. I mean, why not? I mean, da- I would. But, but I would. Yeah. <laughs> but well, so, yeah, I mean, there is that. I guess there, that little- is a fair point, Ryan. That the only people Riker is can really flirt with then would yeah. be Doctor Crusher, well, and, and I think and Troy. Troy I know she becomes a commander later. So fraught. And Troy was kind of a houseplant. Like they didn't give her a lot. You know, I I, I think Troy and Worf always should have ended up together, and I'm so mad that they undid that with the movies. Oh, did I? Yeah, Troy and Riker get hitched. Oh, and that's yeah. Blame. Worf appreciated her in a way that Riker never did. I mean, who did. needs a therapist more than Well, they Worf. had to undo the... They had to do undo... They had to undo Worf and Troy so they could put Worf on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and, and then go go get married to Jadzia, and then she dies, which is awesome. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I could never get... You are a- not Jadzia. Stupid. I could never get into Deep Space Nine. It was too. I I like, didn't dark until I matured, me. and I didn't. Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> I oh, never liked matured. It, is what you're I, saying. I never liked that they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's my, that another was, thing. It's like was, I that's think not my I think anymore. So how far have you watched all of Deep Space Nine? Like when I like this is, sounds like a side tangent, but when when I watch uh, uh, X Files. I like the creature episodes. Oh, I love those. That's my same mentality towards Star Trek. Mm. I want the creature episodes. I want mm. the sci-fi on a different planet, like exploration of an idea. So you're not crazy about like season-long character arcs? No. I, I think Space that. Nine had some really good arcs. Amazing I think, arcs. I think the... Well, yeah, the whole ship is kind of like... Oh, shut well, up. It was a space station. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, th- I do think like... I do think when they're not going anywhere, like the first couple, like even, I mean, it seems like all of the treks, the first couple seasons are a slog. Um, Deep Space Nine is particularly bad when they're trying to like establish um, the station as a thing. I think once they get the Defiant, it starts to pick up because they can go places. That's why they gave them the Defiant. And then once the Dominion War goes into full swing, like I think that's when the show really like finds itself because i think the dominion war is like it's what um the next generation movies were kind of doing mm. but in a long form yeah. tv show and the the dominion war was such a great backdrop to talk about like the never-ending cycle of war yeah. uh in the world at the time and today and it, it also was not afraid of jostling uh wrestling with uh, you know what it the casualties of war the soldiers who come back and are scarred for life like yeah. nog who so that's the series very, i want yeah so nog very very seriously deals with ptsd and the loss of a limb yeah that's the series yeah. i want and i've been told that it basically can't happen the way i and i don't know if this is accurate i don't know if you've heard anything or heard something differently but from what i understand basically cbs owns mm-hmm. 
Star Trek, Voyager, and everything before Voyager. And Paramount owns all films and anything in the post post Voyager. Yeah. And which is, I think, is unfortunate because the TV show that I want, which now in our, you know, post Sopranos, post, Mm. you know, all kind of the dark, edgy thing is, um, is, the show 30 years post deep space nine yeah captain captain nog with the robot leg oh who my everyone gosh. where like yes. half of the episodes are just him flying off the rails because of leg related nightmares he's got phantom pains yep he's got phantom pains I, he's got severe yeah. ptsd i i literally don't care about any prequel ever i just don't need them i don't really care so much about establishing where everything came from. Yeah. I just like. I there, just like, there's there's yeah. a couple different elements. I know Discovery established like really like works to establish Section Thirty One, but I thought Section Thirty One in Deep Space Nine was really yeah. dumb. Yeah, they didn't really use that often in, in a very capable. And, and the thing is, is I really like the I I liked the choice of the Grim Reaper as the guy for Section Thirty One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember his acting name, his, uh, his real name. Yeah, but the, the Grim uh, Reaper from Bogus Journey. Yeah, yeah he's great. Um, <sighs> but like, and I guess like Section Thirty One is qu- kind of referenced in Star Trek Into Darkness, maybe ish. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it's in Section Thirty One. I is in Discovery, and I think the they're saying that the the sp- they're because they're doing another spinoff, mm-hmm. Picard from no, not the Picard one. They're doing oh. a Discovery spinoff. Oh, really? with um, the uh, Michelle Yeoh is getting her own show. Oh, oh really? And I mm. and I've heard rumors, and maybe this doesn't make sense because again, I haven't seen Discovery that that show is going to be like very potentially very heavy Section Thirty One stuff. Mm. Huh. Like, and mm. so I I don't know, but Section Thirty One is like not that interesting to me. Mm. Um, the Mirror Universe was very uh, it was a lot of fun in the original series. I can do without it. I, I thought yeah, they did that in DS Nine. I thought in DS Nine, really I was just like, me. "This is a." And then when it becomes, oh yeah, we figured out how to jump back and forth between the mirror universe, and we just have to come to a gentleman's agreement that we just won't a abuse gentleman's it. agreement. It's just like okay, but like, no, can we not do this? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, Smiley shows up and he's like. You gotta come back with me, man. It's 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 Back to the Future too. It's about your kids, Martin. <laughs> it's about your kids in the mirror universe. Well, this what is doc. Do we become assholes? This is why I don't like like the big storyline character arc stories because it's like you lock into them and then you have to like keep going with it. And I'd just mm. much rather like a show that explores you know, like various ideas through like a science fiction backdrop yeah. and can reset and you don't have to look at the same stupid like aliens with a single like dreadlock hair that are like in every episode and of DS9. conspicuously and, cut out eye holes. Yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> wait, I'm trying to figure out like, which, I think which species what, we're talking like, about bums here. me out with like uh, with DS9 and a few other versions of Star Trek is like when you see the same alien over and over and over yeah. again and it's like a lazy costume design and you just get tired of seeing. Them. I don't like watching DS Nine. Was like I don't really want to see a Bajoran or Cardassian mm. ever again. That's one thing. Uh, they're that's called one of Spoonheads, m- Ryan. <laughs> that's one of many things that uh, the Orville is doing so right yeah. right now. The, the Orville's, Orville's killing it. I'm loving I second love that season show. of Orville. 
I felt like first season season was uh, like bad track plus fart jokes. With a- oh, what really? <laughs> I loved with, it. I thought it was. I thought there were a couple standout episodes, but then a lot of it was just like, really, are we doing this? Okay, man, I love the way that show is wrestling with topics that yeah. are controversial. Second season it's has wonderful. been great, like really good. I mean, there was an episode where someone's like addicted to pornography. <laughs> But I love that episode. No, but that, the, no, I'm great. saying it was fantastic. Like they're doing like a really sincere, like Trek storytelling sort of thing, yeah, and they're doing right. like mid to good Trek with more subdued humor. Yeah, uh, they I, even did like a version of the Geordie thing. Yeah, did you like that yep. episode? Like yeah, where they, all about that. The guy like they open up a time capsule and he downloads all the information off this Gordon. off this phone. And he constructs a simulation of this girl's personality <laughs> off of her like social media posts. That's that's the only that's the only drawback I have so far with the Orville is that I'm able to call out what's going to happen in episodes because I've watched sure. Star Trek so much. <laughs> like I saw him with the phone and I turned to my wife. I was like, he's going to make a damn holodeck. <laughs> he's going to go Jordy LaForge on this woman. But also like and he did. I mean, that episode is pretty subdued and there's not a ton going on it. It takes place in like a bar somewhere. Yeah. But the episodes so before effective. that was like space battle episodes yep. that you wish you could have seen in Next Generation. Yeah. Like hundreds of ships firing at each other and breaking well, you're apart. you're forgetting about the Battle of Wolf. Three five nine. The one battle in Star Trek. The, the next one generation. battle in TNG, or the whole Dominion War. That whole last episode has hundreds of ships. Yeah, th- on screen the whole time. I think you're you're downplaying the 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 magic of uh, I don't composite think, Ryan, visuals. I, did you but get, did you get more, that far, Ryan? There's did a you, lot more ship action the end of in Orville than there All is about that ship action in a lot of Trek. Yeah, like just even like showing the ship maneuvering and like mm-hmm. zipping around and fighting other ships and stuff. I even sort of dig the. I really dig it actually sounds like the you Orville just design. Want to watch Star Wars? Nah, it's, it's no. I love Star Wars. Star Wars. I, I genuinely, but they're clearly different things. Completely different. Very different. Um, I mean, they could be. They're completely enjoyable in their own yeah. ways. Yeah. The uh, I want to go back to is Riker problematic because I've been thinking a lot about the episode A Matter of Perspective. I think it's in the third season. Which episode? So in a matter of perspective, Riker beams back to the Enterprise just as a space station explodes. And almost immediately he's Oh, yes, 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 that one. Yeah, he's accused of being uh, the reason the space station explodes, that he sabotaged it. Um, And he's accused by the wife. Well, he was trying to bone it. (laughs) Exactly. He's accused by the wife of the scientist who was killed when the space station exploded. And there's a trial. And in the trial, there's recreations of Riker's perspective and the woman's perspective. And in the woman's, which we see first, in the woman's recreation of the events that took place on the station, Riker is this overbearing, overtly sexual guy who's always coming on to her and trying to force her into a sexual situation. And... When I when I was a kid and I saw this episode, I at the end of the episode when Riker gets off scot free, I was like, "Yeah, my buddy's safe." But watching it now, I I watch her recreation of events and I go, "That woman's not lying. That's probably what it felt like for yeah. her." Because when you see Riker's version of events, he is the perfect gentleman and the like I'm in Starfleet. I will report everything, and he's just yeah, he's a Boy Scout. He does nothing wrong. Her version. I mean, especially through the lens of the Me Too era, her version seems well. Even if like so believable, the truth in this fictional story was between absolutely the two truths. It still doesn't look good for Riker. Mm -hmm. 
and, any... and I mean, like, yeah, he didn't blow up the station. That was a reflection of a of a beam. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> if you blend any of her story into his story to equal it out, then it's like. If he's anything less than this perfect Boy Scout, it's like, okay, Riker, we know you, what you were up to. He overcompensates like crazy in that episode. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Yeah. But I, I love that. I, I love that it gives us that because now I can see it in a completely different light. Um, a few years ago, my wife and I completely rewatched uh, uh, TNG. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode that stuck out to me. It's like, this is really crazy and this is really different. And I wish there was more truck like this. It's the one where they all devolve into animals. Oh, jeez. Oh, I hate that episode. You hate that one? I, I love that one. I think it's so much fun. Oh, <laughs> I think so weird. So, <laughs> like, Barclay turns into like a spider oh, yeah. or something. And Worf is screaming around <laughs> yeah. trying to trying to get to Troy's blood. Yeah. Oh, what did what did Picard turn into? Like some sort of monkey? monkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's Buck Wild. That, that's the episode where Riker's stunt double is dressed in a Cro Magnum mask. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Probably. Somebody who so is good. it? Who turns? Somebody turns into an iguana. Oh, uh, oh wait, are you thinking okay. of Voyager? No, because I haven't gone well, that far. A a salamanders. Did Data save them all? Because he's the, the only one. I've heard evolved. about that one. It's it's fucking Spot. It's oh fucking yeah, you're spot. right. You're right. The cat turns into because his cats and lizards are exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one one thing since, since you mentioned Voyager, I. I, I haven't gone to the part oh. where I hate Neelix yet, and people keep telling me that I will hate him. I love him. Neelix but is like, awesome. Through the first season, I'm like, he's the best he's, character. He's the I most feel like, sane person. No, I feel like Neelix entire... is the stand-in for the viewer. Yeah. Exactly. But in yes. a way that's like not... Fish out of water. That's not Wesley. because Wesley's not the stand-in for anyone. You don't think Wesley was supposed to <laughs> no. be the stand-in on TNG? No. The only time that I felt like I could relate to Wesley perfectly Were was all when of those he was, sweaters. when he no. found out he was a time lord. <laughs> was when he got in with Robin Leffler, Ensign Ashley Judd. Oh right, right, right. It was all about that when I. The, that's the game. The, yeah, game, the game is probably in my top five TNG episodes. That's a pretty good that's episode. A, um. <laughs> I just the, remembered the episode. I just that, remembered Wesley's adventures on the side boob planet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> from like episode four or whatever was, that was. When we were rewatching the this the series, I was like, "When did this air? This was okay in like '89." That's like, nuts, right? Yeah. This, there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, there were a lot of nuts. There was in almost the like a side nut in that episode. <laughs> Wait oh, gee, sorry. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to crash into your plants. <laughs> I'm always super clumsy and breaking stuff. Oh, where's the fumbling? The fumbling. We, we that, just, we that just run plan. everywhere. Watched him land and like, let's pretend we've got like a super strict death penalty. It's amazing. Like, it's this amazing. This kid is not all right. Well, sorry about your plants. <laughs> what? That too, you got to be killed. <laughs> you're dead now, well, kid. You're too bad, kid. You're dead to us. You're literally um, dead. So you're talking was, about hold on. You're talking about the the de evolving mm. episode, the episode I think that I'm trying to think of a the the creepiest TNG episode, and I, at least as a kid, mm. um, my and and so it's uh, at least some nostalgia factor is masks. <laughs> Which one is masks? Masaka it's the, it's is the one where date where like they scan this like alien archive. When, while data is like hooked up to the computer, God. so it like data starts 
Brent Spiner acts the shit out yeah, of that. It's, like, it's where so Data cold. is taking on the personalities of like all of these different parts of like the alien culture. Yeah. And so he's like a high priest or he's like one one of their gods and then a different god and then he's some old man by a fire and the ship is like transforming like into a temple. Into an Aztec temple. Sounds like Cloud Atlas. <laughs> it's so good. That episode was I like hot. Oh man, so creepy. I like Here's the one Masaka here. I like the one where Jordy turned into like the three fingered alien. Like, Actually, I kind of like that episode. Oh, and it's yeah. all like and his veins like, veiny and like black lighty. Like that's I pretty like the, cool. I like the creature ones. Like I watched that one as a kid and I was like, oh yeah, cool. You know, we're talking about all our favorite episodes and we haven't even talked about the shirt. Darmok and Jalad, oh. <laughs> at Tanagra, and Jalad, nineteen ninety one. It's fucking great. That's a great episode. Classic. It is classic. But that's like a classic, like sci fi story, like. Mm-hmm. Like meeting and having to work with like yep. an alien you don't understand that yep. was your enemy. Wasn't there like a whole movie about that, like Enemy Mine or something? There like is that? A, there was a movie called Enemy Mine. Is that what it's about? And it's it's like, about like a guy. Yeah, it's a guy meeting an alien or whatever, and they have to work together because they're stranded. Yeah, who ripped the, who off? Did Star Trek rip that off? No, that did? move that movie's from the early. I think it's like. Pete Kurt Russell or something. I don't know this movie, but that doesn't mean anything. It's a very, it's early eighties. Okay, so it's it like, was first. It's like Flight of the Navigator. Or yeah, like that, that era. I got to get you in my group. Oh my I've God. got a group right now that's dedicated to Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I saw that popping up. I, I want to oh, join. I can't get you in it because it's limited to hundred people. No, <laughs> because I love that movie. because once your group is bigger than hundred people, you can't just willy nilly change ch- the name of the group. It's the I, first time I heard the Beach Boys was that movie. Really. Round, okay, I, I have a question. Around, I get around. You remember when they they fly down? And Ryan, open... this is a Star Trek podcast. It's sci-fi. We were talking about the Orville. Uh, they fly down. They open up the liquid door, and there's all the kids in the convertible listening yep. to New Wave, and and uh, Paul Rubens is like, "No, those were geeks." <laughs> like when uh-huh. I, when I was a kid, I took that scene to mean like, "Oh, they're geeks because they didn't answer like they're." Their, their query for directions or something like that. But I rewatched it like a week ago. I'm like, I think they're calling them geeks because they're new wave kids. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think geek has meant a couple different things throughout history. So. Well, yeah. It stood in for punks. At you're not going to be on the mic if you're sitting at the back. Well, it's because I don't want to be fact checked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. But I like, love that movie so I much. didn't. I didn't even think like coffee service it was like a please watch your step genre specific like dig on a scene we have new coke classic coke cherry coke caffeine free coke diet coke and oh i don't remember the last one girl with the purple hair yeah yeah oh god see i always took that as as because i'm trying to remember who paul rubens was in that he was, he, he was, was the, the ship. He was the ship. ship. He was right? Max. Yeah. So I always took that as just. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be a dig, but I I always took that as like. But is there because anyone the kid was more supposed to be new like wave nerdy. than Pee Herman? Mm. Well, the whole thing is, I just thought that was supposed to be a commentary of like, oh, punk kids think they're so cool, but yeah. really the real cool kids are the ones that fight for justice. They weren't punks though. They were like, what? Like, but I'm saying like I took that not as like. A social commentary and of like mm. of of like trying to be insulting on a scene, but more like commentary in terms of like 
Oh, the 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 cool kids are really the geeks, and the geeks are really the cool kids. I had kids. nightmares oh, okay. about the music video playing in his insane <laughs> asylum room. He's not in the insane guys, like, asylum. Spring. He's in a what room. Video is he's that? in a room at NASA, dude. It's not a, an insane asylum. Oh yeah, you're right. I haven't seen it. All also, time. there's a scene in that movie where he flies off the handle and gets pissed because NASA is going to keep him for 48 hours. That's after right. He's time traveled a decade into the future and he's pissed about 48 hours that he doesn't get to go God, home. I love this movie Can so you much. imagine the audacity of being like, Oh yeah, I time traveled a decade and now they don't want to, they want to watch me for two days. Where is Phelan? God, I, I love this know. movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Compliance. <laughs> I will not fry your brain. <laughs> and like, like there's obvious like like piss jokes in there about the kid having a leak. But like when I was a kid, it was so much more obvious. And then rewatching it recently. I was like, it's not really that obvious. Mm-mm. But like, if you're a kid, like you hear a piss joke. <laughs> he's got, he's got a leak. <laughs> Wieners are funny. Um, God, that movie's so good. I it's remember amazing. my mind, it fucking blew my mind when the ship transformed for oh, the first dude. time. Oh, dude. Have you ever Wait, been to Disney it's, World? Because it's like an almond. And then it spins because they can't actually show the animation. They've got to do it behind the ship. (laughs) It spins and then it turns into this like space race. So have you you ever been to Disney World? No, I haven't. I looked Uh, up. I looked up pictures and I know it's like the MGM Universal. The MGM Tour had it. Did they already? What happened? The MXR. It's not out, but. Dunlop's announced it. So. Dunlop's announced it. The well, MXR Carbon Copy cool. Mini. Yeah. I'm all about that. We're going to get one, apparently. We'll see what happens. Dope. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. The, I want to I want to bring up one specific. I just watched. So I'm watching Enterprise right now uh-huh. for the first time. Because you've got it, faith of the heart. I got faith of the heart. And you know what? <laughs> I just watched the goddamn worst piece of shit episode I've ever seen in my life. It's a show called A Night in Sick Bay. And you know what this episode is about? No. Well, yeah, one character, the best character on the show, Porthos, the beagle. Uh, Captain Archer takes their beagle down to uh, the Cretacean homeworld. This one takes takes a beagle, a dog to the Cretacean homeworld, and brings it back. Brings it back, and guess what? The beagle's got a lethal infection. The beagle's gonna die. The whole forty-five minutes of sheer goddamn terror and anger and anxiety. The dog is going to die. The whole episode. The dog is going to die, and Captain Archer At is the end, freaking out. Does the dog out. die? Here's, no, the dog the doesn't. The dog die. doesn't die, oh. thankfully. But it's forty-five minutes of, of that dog has a contract. Yeah, <laughs> that dog did great. But it's it's the worst episode. The whole the whole episode is you're seeing this cute ass dog. Acting sick the whole time and your heart's being rent asunder. And then things just keep getting worse. Oh, it's an infection. Oh, he's got a disease. Oh, is it going to be okay? Oh, it's too early to tell. And then and then in the middle of the episode, the doctor, uh, dis- Phlox, he decides that he can save the dog, but the dog needs surgery. And the only... You can't you can't sedate a dog, apparently. You have to fucking drown a dog. What? You have to drown the dog in, in like, abyss liquid. You've got to drown the dog. Well, if you so want that- the, the flesh to be tender and fall off the bone. Met with silence. 
<laughs> yeah, so the, they have to drown the dog to prepare it for surgery, and then and then they have to transplant a pituitary gland. And the only the only saving grace for this shit fest of an episode is that Archer is screaming the whole time. They're like, <laughs> I want to bomb them. I fuck these aliens. I hate them. How could they not know? And then at the end of the episode, the dog pulls through the sur- the surgery was a success. And Archer's holding the beagle, and the beagle has this this bandage slapped on its head. This it's just a loose bandage, and the dog's like, there's a bandage flapping around. But that's the worst episode I've ever seen. Brandon Braga and uh, and uh, I can't remember the other writer's name. Um, should be ashamed of themselves. And what Jeez. monsters wrote this episode? Look it up. Season two, episode five, a night in sick bay. I hate this episode. I hate this episode. I watched it again today. Just to, was it as bad? Was it as bad as I thought it was? Well, yes. I can't decide if I love or hate the storyline in Enterprise with the Bug People because I like that alien design. I don't know if I've gotten there yet. But What's the Bug People? There's, oh, the the. Um, I feel like it was first season. Or yeah, season. the uh, the 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 the. I don't remember their name. Yeah, but anytime you see an alien like that in like a previous like timeline of Star Trek, you're like, where were those guys? Where in were those guys? TNG. Mm-hmm. I want the Bug People around in TNG. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. the. The the failing point of making all these prequels is you come yeah, up with cool right. aliens and you can't you know like retcon them into you know you don't get the chance to discover more you don't get to see them that they've just become part of their federation and they're cool now you know it is it is cool to see like uh, oh my uh, gosh I just remember like the craziest episode of TNG okay, okay right. uh, the one where they all find out that all like humanoid species in the galaxy are related. Oh yeah, I love that shit. And then like no one ever talks about no, it they ever do. again. That's the entire premise of Deep Space Nine. Yep. Is it? Yeah. See, I never. I don't watch DS Nine all that Dude. much. Dude. So so that's basically. Well, don't say things like never. The entire. If you don't. So no. okay. So the Dominion, right? The Every Domin- time I watch DS Nine, it's about like like quirks. Baseball. Like just doing dumb it's stuff. Baseball. That's, that's true. That's true. Jake. You've got to play every baseball. Time, every time I watch, I love it. If DS9, we believe in ourselves, we can beat no, the Vulcans. Every time I watch DS Nine, is Quark going back to Area Fifty One? <laughs> that was one episode. I love, I love that episode. So Did you much. just bring that up because that was the most recent episode of the Greatest Generation? No, I, I haven't listened to Greatest Generation. I think Generation Rom in a long time. might be my favorite character. Rom is a great good. character. Oh, pretty good. Boogie. I love that shit. Mainline that into my veins. <laughs> Give no, me so more. so the entire Dominion War is orchestrated by the founders, and the whole thing with the founders and the is, founders are the guys that made everybody. The, yeah, they're the ones who made everybody. All right, like, yeah. but it's never really mentioned again in TNG, right? Right, which is like should be like this should change if if TNG was more epi- like had more of a story arc thing going on episode to episode. We'd be like, well, now we have to like figure out what this means for the entire federation and mm. everyone in space like yeah. how come we haven't figured this out with like modern dna testing and stuff like that that oh mm. you tweak a few things and you turn a klingon into a person you know which is how they explain away klingon stuff from the original series in enterprise mm. did you hit that part yet there's uh there's a we don't talk about this yeah because they uh. <laughs> no they did they did con level yeah. Well, they stole Khan technology, the yeah. the, the, uh, right. the genetic war stuff, and applied it to Klingons, and it turned them all into people. God. <laughs> and that's how you get the way Klingons look in the original series. And mm. when they did that, I was like, you really did that. You, you really, really did went that. that direction. 
That's you, could, you just didn't have to address you it. Yeah, you didn't have to just like be like original series was filmed in the sixties. Forehead like, looks like a butt. Aliens looked different well, than we don't but have that to was connect the whole, everything. They they double downed on it by mm. having Klingons and Discovery as like the main villain. Yeah. Or not yeah, and Discovery, at least for like the first season, and so now they've got a fourth version of the Klingon. But in second season of Discovery, they're like, oh, Klingons are growing hair now. And they're looking more and more like Worf. <laughs> well, that's cute. <laughs> because in the first season, they were like shaved bald. Like, a, what was the, the new Abrams movie that had the Klingons in it? And they looked totally different. I forget which, oh. which one that was. But they looked kind of like that. But they had bigger, they have bigger skulls yeah but and their, their ridges are square their ridges are different was that um, into darkness that was into darkness yeah. yeah yeah but anyways they've allowed the klingons in second season of discovery to start growing hair and it's that that typical like wharf bowl right sort of thing on, on a lot of them some of them have like dreads and have other things going on and they get wispy or whatever but you see that wharf bowl walking around and you're like there it is that's where they're going with this mm. they're gonna do this mm. 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 Did we do it? Did we cover all of Star Trek? <laughs> Alexander. Oh, no, man. I, mm. I, I, I am not a merry man. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you do a really good work. I, I love work. I, I think they should, you know, as much as mm. they would revisit locations in the holodeck from time to time for. St- like, they revisited, like, the old timey, like, so Sherlock Holmes. I'm so sick of Vic Fontaine and his dumb oh, casino. Oh, yeah. Vic Fontaine was rough. Well, Vic Fontaine was because they, when the- they needed to guine in that place up. Remember? <laughs> Remember when the gif of Picard just like mowing people down with a Tommy gun was like a, a huge gif on the internet? <laughs> we need to bring that. So back. that's so. See, I like I was not interested in Dick Tracy slash. I wasn't interested oh, uh, in the Sherlock Holmes holodeck. I wasn't really interested in the mobster holodeck. I wanted more trips to Wild West holodeck. I wanted a fistful see- of data is pretty damn. Good. Fistful of data, see- but again, episode. that's Brent Spiner playing just multiple fuck. characters. Like, hey Brent, you want to do a whole episode by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> hey Brent, hey Brent, how about we just throw a dress on you at the very end for the He's lulls? He's the madam at the whorehouse. It's amazing, Brent. Oh. Like, let's be honest, Brent is probably like. The heavy hitter, as far as he's acting incredible. goes, he's yeah. incredible. He doesn't like, get enough. Credit. He's a he's a he was a comedian before that, and he just plays Data so well, so straight faced the whole time. Which and is, but like, you have to be a comedian to understand, yeah, how to make that work. You know, yep. like a regular yep. actor would be like, "Well, I've got to do these inflections and stuff like that." A comedian knows how to play like his dry. Well, it's so and physical straight. too. Oh, like it's, it's a totally really physical. like physical. And he makes it. He makes that funny without it being funny. It's like sincere yeah. robot stuff. You know? he, he just everything that Data says is basically deadpan, and yeah. it's it's such a talent. Uh, except, ironically, that uh, enough that he was a comedic actor because that episode where Data tries to learn comedy is still like the <laughs> oh, most yeah. excruciating thing. <laughs> I says to the guy, I says, ridiculous. Okay, thumbs up or thumbs down. Q episodes. Love them. Uh, Mostly thumbs up. I would say there are some that kind of fall flat. The one where he's on, uh, he's in with Voyager is not I have a my favorite. There. Did he visit Voyager? Sure did. Jeez. In, in, uh, I, I loved his appearance on Deep Space Nine, though. 
because basically he shows up on Deep Space Nine. I don't care about a cue. Yeah, Cisco's just like, the, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not John Luke. I love the way he talks. Oh my god, I could listen to Avery Brooks' weird ass cadence all day. <laughs> Jake, it's baseball. Apparently, when that I was have... like a college thing. Like, I guess he went to I think is it Oberlin? Oh, really? Yeah, and like, and he's like, he's a he has got like a freaking I think a master's in like performance art, and that's just his <sighs> thing. What a wild, what a wild man! Oh, have you have you guys uh, heard about what we left behind? The Deep Space Nine documentary yeah, that's yeah. out this weekend. Yeah, I no, heard tickets about it. are on sale uh, today. Uh, not that we're sponsored or anything, but if I you wish. could, you want to kick a little bit of money. Man, this episode's right. not going to drop this weekend. Yeah, no way. This weekend was April twelfth, but that looks really good. And there's like shots of Terry, yeah, talking about how hard it was. Um, and then Avery Brooks going, "You can't take that from us. You can't have it." A lot of people. Oh, I love that guy. There is. Um, I've seen some of it. So there is a uh, software that I think people are trying to do uh, like a high def update to like Final Fantasy IX or something. Mm-hmm. And the same people are using that software to try to see what it would take, to, basically how much computing oh, power man. it would take to do a high def rebuild of That's all so sad of uh, not, Deep Space Nine. That's so sad that it it's not currently possible. Yeah, it, well, I mean, <sighs> it, they're just... From what... I have heard it's just because they don't because they don't think it's profitable. That's part of it, but the other part is that all the special effects will have to be rebuilt right. completely. Yeah. Uh and and the the masters don't exist in the way that they did mm. for TNG. Um yeah. But whatever. It's I don't know anything trip. about this, but it sounds like a real bummer. <laughs> it's a real doozy of a bum bum. I just said that. On yeah, the are you what do you think about Q, Ryan? You posed the question. I feel every time a Q episode starts, I'm kind of like, I'd kind of rather not right now. That's how I used to feel about Loxana Troy for a long time. I didn't really care for her episodes, but Tr- Troy Loxana grows in. on you as you get older. When you're, you're a kid, you're like, uh, get out well, of here. Ah, she's so annoying. But then when you get older, you're like, I relate. You're like, well, take she, me to those she's mud baths. Also, <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Um, she's also like a character who pops up on. Deep Space Nine, and then her and entire arc makes way like gets really depressing. Majel Barrett uh, also was in the original series. Yes, yeah. well, she's and in was Roddenberry's series. wife, yeah. and uh, is the voice of the Enterprise and and the voice of she's Voyager. Incredible. I believe yep. she's incredible. She's just the voice. Yeah. Did she pass away? I thought I heard that she. I passed think away. she. I want to say she I'll did look it up but... before I speak ill of the living. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think when with the whole thing in Deep Space Nine where it's like she has some she kind did. of like mental oh in two thousand eight that was yeah, a while ago. I'm late to that party. Um, it all of a sudden like all of the previous episodes. Of, I like, gave Steve Alexon this, this sad figure, this sad woman, <laughs> uh, you know, who's just been fake, like playing a long, long game yeah. of fake it till you make it. Hmm. Like all of a sudden you're like, hmm. dang, she's, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, she that was Nurse Chapel. That episode where um She was the original uh executive officer. Yeah, I love that. I love that she was number one on the yeah. Enterprise for Captain Pike. That was wonderful. That was a, a nice little nugget. It made me feel real good about that thing I like. 
They do a real good job of uh, Captain Pike in Discovery. I'm really excited to see that. I hope that I can... Like, we were pulling up screenshots, like, when he first came on. Like, wow, they casted him, like, he's, yeah, dead he's on. Perfect. perfect for that role. Yeah. Hmm. Part of, one of the things... I know you guys haven't watched it, but a lot of things with Discovery is, like, it takes place before... like. Really recently, before the original series, yeah, I think it's like and twenty, like, like twenty years or something. When you're watching it, if you're familiar with the original series, there's a lot of like hints to a lot of stuff, and you're just like, I don't know how this show is gonna connect to the original series, and that's kind of what makes it fun mm-hmm. is that you can kind of just be like, who cares if it does? We're having a fun time here, yeah. and they'll figure out a way to make it connect. And every now and then they'll they'll be like, okay, now now this storyline gets released, and now you know that like this character is going to go off to the side and connect to the original series eventually. So here's my discovery gripe, not having seen it, but this is, and also not enough side boob. Also my, uh, original series movie gripe. Why can't we decide on a freaking uniform? Here's, here's my thing. They got advanced, crazy technology. They can like they can replicate replicate like food and stuff like that. Why not clothes? They like you they have, can't. Well, they do replicate. Clothes. You have. I'm all for it. The, you got What you have here is you've got a ship. What you got here is a failure to communicate. You've got, <laughs> a, you've got a ship. There's somewhere on the ship. There is someone employed. It's their job to be a fashion designer. And like, come Garrick up on Deep Space Nine with the tailor. Come up with the look for that ship. I'm and just they, a modest they tailor. They have room in their utopian. Or no, like, simple. It was, I'm, I'm just a simple tailor. They have room in their utopian technological society for creatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what you're seeing with these suit designs and different uh, uniforms and whatnot. Is there someone who is a creative in that world mm-hmm. and yeah, is taken that- is taken seriously and like. And people are enthusiastic about but it. But if that, that was world. the case, then every ship would have a different uniform. A lot no, of them what? do. You, you don't do think they? like standard plans exist? You don't think you can... Maybe it's But by... that's what I'm saying. So if standard plans exist, why are they changing them so frequently? Because they can. Because yeah. they, they can. Because Hollywood. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think that's really why... Why do you change your underwear every day? I hope you change your underwear oh, every day. Oh, yeah, shit. But you, got, you just got dunked on, my dude. I do change my underwear every day, but my underwear are all basically the same design. I just want to say, real I mean, quick, okay. real quick, okay. real quick, real quick, okay. real quick, I just want to say that Garrick and Bashir should have been Trek's first gay couple. <laughs> <laughs> they are fantastic together. I, I need a whole series not, of them Not O'Brien around. and Bashir? Not O'Brien and Bashir? No, I mean they were they were best buds. I they know. were like they were river buddies, but I don't know. I just think he was, I think Gary they leave out on the river. So here's something I've wanted to complain about. That's just random. That's what we're doing. Random complaints about Trek in this episode. Uh, the beds in TNG look awful. No, the beds in all of it look awful. I would not want to sleep on they're, that rock they're just hard stone tables. bed with like the thinnest foil sheet. Give me something with some I weight. Know, I bet that space blanket is warm as hell. Oh, give me that. I'm space just saying blanket. it better be heavy because it, it doesn't look heavy. It, it looks could be heavy. Un- it doesn't need to be. It's a, it, it's a thermally reflective material. But I, I want to feel some weight on me, you know? Ryan's, I would be Ryan's upset. Got that PTSD I would be needs a needs that weight. I like would it. sleep. From what exactly? I would sleep underneath <laughs> a, like the dentist's like lead like X ray blanket thing. That would be good. Yeah, sleep you for can me. buy those. I know. I know. Hmm. You can buy a twenty five pound blanket. But I like to feel. 
I like to feel a little bit of weight on me. Warm and those, and those and next generation beds that you see Picard laying down and pulling up that foil sheet just look really unpleasant <laughs> to man, me. Man, that is a and man like the, who knows how to spend his downtime. And then the weird, like, like round pillow, I just can't get behind it. Mm. Oh, so speaking of Picard and blankets, um, the episode that I just can't, it seems like it's on the top of like a lot of people's lists. And they do, I think they do call back to it uh, at the end of the show is the one where he gets alien probed for like five seconds and lives 10, like oh, a 10 the inner life. light. Yeah. That's yeah. an amazing episode. I oh. don't, I feel like that's one where I'm just kind of like at the end of it. I just feel like, what the hell did I just watch? But that's like mm. a, that's like a solid creature episode. It's like a sci- solid, like sci-fi mm-hmm. exploration of a concept. episode. But I think they do revisit that episode in, uh, in all good things. Uh, there's there's also a sort of revisiting of it in the episode where Picard falls in love with um, a science officer. I don't remember what that episode. Oh, was maybe called. that's the one I'm thinking. Um, of. Yeah, where they where they play in one of the uh, one of the nacelles. Is it a nacelle or is it a Jeffrey's tube? Forget. But they uh, yeah, she plays piano. She rolls out her little like flat piano and they play, and then the music stops. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to because there's. Because they're boning down. Whoa. Mm. In space, under that thin sheet? No, thank you. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you moan. <laughs> wow. What? Everyone can hear you in that Jeffrey's tube. Um, oh, bubbler. The worst the card part... got a lot of action. Vosh? Oh, my God. Vosh is like one of my big crushes from that show. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. And smart, but it's like he didn't get action the way like Riker got action. Like, but Picard nobody like, got action the way no, that Riker like, got. But action. like Picard's action meant more. Like there was more weight to it. You felt you like know? he earned it. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It felt like he was an attentive lover. I'll I'll speculate. Yeah. That Picard really cares I, about what those. I'm hearing right it now. Wasn't, is... Like when when Riker gets gets action, it's just Riker getting his dick wet. Right, right. When <laughs> oh, lessons! It's called. Riker when, goes first. When Picard gets action, it's like everyone involved is benefiting from this. <laughs> uh, I so when I got to the end of Deep Space Nine, the finale of Deep Space Nine is one of I think one of my least favorite episodes. Which one? The the series finale. I hated it. Oh, I liked the first half of it. it- uh, yeah, it, it just wraps go, shit up it way goes too quick. So, it gets so camp. The, they they wrap up the whole uh, emissary line like they just fall into fire, and then he's not there for the birth of his baby. Essentially, like that's weird. Oh, I will say, I am so glad that the Orville is taking advantage of uh, what, what's the actor's name? What's her name? Oh, um, Penny uh, Penny Gerald Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad that the Orville is taking advantage of her because Who they didn't. She? Uh, She's uh, Cisco's uh, well girlfriend, second and wife. wife. Yeah. Oh, she's a doctor. Yeah. She's a yeah, doctor. yeah. She's, she's great. a doctor on Orville. Amazing. She was yeah, uh, yeah. Cassidy Yates. Yes. I didn't like the cast change with the new uh, security officer on Orville. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting used to that. She just doesn't have any charisma. She's a little. She's a little tough. But it's not she's a toughness to thing. And I, I feel like it was just so. 
It's such a Seth McFarlane thing to do. Like, oh, just get a new girl, same alien. Just yeah, like, it, it was disappointing that they went for the same race. Yeah. But then, mm. but then like, the, there was the whole, uh, with the original woman, there was a whole uh, sort of storyline about how she's different from everybody else on her planet because she wants to be part of the military. And then they just happen to find yeah. someone else Oh, we found someone who's just cool with the military. No, no problem. Yeah. Hey, she's got the same ears. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Oh, we have to keep the same prosthetic. It fits her just fine. Same build. No problem. <laughs> oh, look, the uniform even fits. <laughs> That's great. We've got like five of these so, things. When I, when I used to listen to uh, The Greatest Generation more often, I haven't listened in a while, a mm. big thing that they always went back and forth with was who got front zip uniforms and who got back zip uniforms and like like what that meant for you know the actor and their, their status that's amazing. Yeah, because yeah. I think was I it is it back that. zips are all fitted, something like that, and like all the front zip uniforms were like leftovers from like the first and second season, and so if you were will if you were approximately the size of Jonathan Frakes, you would be fitted into like his first season uniform. Yeah. And so it wouldn't fit exactly right, but then all, all of the main cast had like back zips that were like wow. tailored to their bodies. Apparently, a lot of that stuff was like perpetually dirty too. Oh yeah, like, it smelled. Well, horrible. yeah, because again, you're wearing it. If you're if you're in Yar's uniform, she's wearing that thing for 14 hours a day. Yeah, and she got sucked up by that tar monster thing, and it's like they never got it all the way clean. Oh, what a that was such a throw throwaway death that, too. That sucks like, that they wrote. They her actually off that brought. Way. So from what I understand, but they I brought her admit, back for like, yesterday's Enterprise specifically because so many people complained about how dumb her death was. Yesterday's Enterprise is one of my top five. I think. Yeah, I, that's I a really remember good one. that tar monster vividly and it's like a key episode in my mind like i know that's a way dumb way for her to die but like oh no the monster enjoyed that episode because the monster was like was like legitimately such a you're in this sci-fi universe that is is at least from a human perspective it's like a semi utopian exploration who they come on this planet where you have this monster who's just exists. Doesn't give a to fuck. Torture. Look how easy I can whoever kill comes you. down. Yeah. Like oh oh you came down next to my tar pit. Guess I'm gonna kill you now. Yeah. I do this with everything that comes Aww. by the tar pit. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Uh, because I can. I love. Duh. What I love about that episode is at the end when they're at the the Yar funeral and they've got the hologram talking and she turns to Data and goes Data, and then essentially says says like, we got intimate and it was awesome. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> and it's it's not it's so she's, she's like nice. And then and then that that little Tasha Yar hologram lives on uh Data's desk yeah. for the rest of the series and sometimes he just turns it on and he's just looking at her and he's like Yeah. You <laughs> think he turns that on when Jordy comes to hang out and he's like, Hey Check it out, Jordy. <laughs> Yeah, there's a question uh, I saw once that was, why does Data have medals? Like, when he's collecting all of his belongings, when he's, like, being sent off to science school to be studied, it's like, why does, like, there, there's, like, weird things where it's like, why does this character have sentiment, like, sentimentality develop? He's, he's just, he's like, a, he's like a little kid playing dress. Yeah, it's like he's got these he medals. Well, he's trying, he wants to be he human. Wants to, he wants yeah. to experience what it is to be human. So if there's something that, like, there's a recorded like reference of it having mm. significance to humans. He's going to be into it. That, like, I so should, that I should is keep the, this around, you know, that's the malfunctioning data thing that we need is basically 
it, there needed to be a, an episode that is would be the TNG equivalent to Age of Ultron. Hmm. Well, did, we sort of had that with lore. Though, you, when you lore, sur- when but lore I mean, like, usurps the But I mean, like, uh, not just column. like... I mean, like, full-on, like, broken... Broken but still overpowering data. Like data with one arm, but his his left arm, which is actually his the weaker of his two arms. Data is, is still thrashing everybody. The most overpowered character in that show. Like data is just like the weapon of that ship. I love how when every time data gets to open a door that won't open, Worf has this fucking frowny face. Like I could have done that. <laughs> If you had asked, <laughs> but no, like data has. Do you know about is... the wharf trope? What do you mean? Like by that? this is a an all TV thing, but it's especially in TNG. Anytime they need to establish that they're that they're fighting against a physically superior race, Worf is the first person to get thrown across the room because and that and, that, and that's the thing correct. in like yep. all TV shows is it's like if you need to establish that you need to have a tactical approach on something the su- superior evil whatever character thrashes whoever's considered the most badass good character but in tng it's like every other episode is Worf getting thrown across the yep. room uh you know what's fucked up about Worf is that no one ever 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 listens to him <laughs> A ship comes out of nowhere and decloaks, and he's like, "I recommend we raise shields." And and Picard's drop like, "Drop shields. Oh, let's, let's just see what they want first before we start jumping to conclusions." Wharf, <laughs> divert power to anti shields, yeah. and then like <laughs> like fifteen seconds later, Jordy's screaming from the from the engineering, "We got we got a core breach. We got to get out of here." And Wharf is just like, "You should have listened. <laughs> I was right." But the one time Worf kind of flies off the handle and it's like so quick to be just like, <laughs> well, that's kill the, uh, everyone. That, I will remove their spine. That, that's the whole episode with uh, which I I watch this clip. I, every once in a while it just pops up and I don't on my YouTube feed the clip uh, where um, Picard, where the one where Picard is. It's the Four Lights episode, I, I think. Yeah. Oh, Four yeah. Lights. And so Data is in Data is in command of the Enterprise. And he's like, and so they're trying to figure out a way. To, oh no, no, it's not. Is it that one? What's the one where the is that Gully Vec? Where the there's like four four people in a tube and they eat cat food out of the middle of the room. Oh yeah, that's, oh yeah. Maybe that's the one I'm. Ep- yeah, that's it's whatever. Episode. It's whatever episode it is where Data is in charge of the Enterprise and Worf is second in command, and they're like trying to formulate a plan. And Data's finally like, "All right, this is the plan." And I know exactly where you're going. And Worf is like, shit. and Worf is like. It's about damn time. And Data's like walking back to his chair and he's like, Worf. Mr. Worf, I'd like to see you in my in my ready in my uh in my room or whatever. I have a video of this because it's the greatest fucking shit and I've they, ever seen. You know, he does this whole thing and I, and at the end of it, Data's it like, is. I hope this has not ruined our friendship. <laughs> like that as well. Thank you, sir. 
It's like they're in fucking elementary school. <laughs> it's so good. I. <laughs> it, is, it is I who has ruined our friendship. If you will overlook this incident, I would like to continue to be your friend. Oh my gosh. God, it's the sweetest, most like pure <laughs> moment in the whole show. Ugh. As far I as data cons- as far as data concerns, a friendship is just like a sp- like a point on a spreadsheet of connections that he. Has. You know what's great <laughs> is that he's like I-, I have become accustomed to your sensory input patterns, but like uh, like an episode later, he's like I will outlast you. Like he's he's no big deal. I'm eternal. Yeah. <laughs> that- Funny how you age and deteriorate. That's re- now now that you mentioned that, so we can do the. We can do the post Voyager Nog series, or we can just do the thousand years in the future. You know, I would love more grand da- grand admiral data. But fucking thanks to Nemesis, Supreme Overlord Nemesis, data. we don't have data anymore. Oh, we yeah. have B four, yeah. who's an idiot. Who's like, have you ever heard of music? And and credits. I barely remember Nemesis. I don't think I don't even know if Tom I've Hardy. seen Nemesis. Tom Hardy was. Ne- I don't like how they did but Young Picard was... on that because he had hair in the series and they shaved yeah. Tom Hardy's head to yeah. make him look like a young um, Picard. Why couldn't they? Because just... we're idiots. Every of uh, the audience is so stupid that we can't fathom that Picard had hair at some point in his well, life. The bigger thing is, is like I know what what year did ne- Nemesis was like. He's a clone. It's hard to do his hair. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have just like I don't know. Thrown a wig on Patrick Stewart and be like, dude, you're young, you're young Picard. Let's just do you're this. <laughs> like, I would love to see Hello Fellow Students Picard. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> just wearing a baggy hoodie. What's up, fellow Starfleet Academy graduates? I mean, I just think I it's that simple. Like, just we young Picard should have just been Patrick Stewart. Fucking tapestry. Is fantastic. That's a great Which episode. One is that? That's the one uh, Picard gets shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Q takes him. That's a great Q That's episode. That's a really good Q episode. It's Science know. Officer Picard. Vaguely remembering. Junior, a Lieutenant Junior Grade Picard. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. I, so I would like a whole series so of that. So basically, the, the premise is that Picard has to have this, like, heart surgery every 10 years because when he was in the academy he got stabbed in the chest he got run through by a nosican over, was some over sort a bar of, fight. was there like some sort of time play trying to erase that no so like yeah that? so basically he makes a deal with q and I, I don't remember why do you remember why like but no q so q shows up at the beginning of the episode and tells him that he's dead and this is the afterlife and i'm going to show you how your life could have been different uh, is the conceit of it, and and that the idea that all the choices that he makes in in when he goes back to right. his youth will stand, and he could he could he could have his real heart back again. But, oh, but that means the 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 problem is is that if he he gets his real heart again, then he never gets stabbed through by a Nosikim, which kind of makes Picard who he is, mm. fearless. And, so yeah, so that's basically Picard is a that was like Picard standing up for himself, and if he never stands up for himself. Then he becomes the shittiest becomes, He's like, like he's like a, what was it? He's like an ass. He's like an astral geogra- geographer or yeah. some crap. 
And he does the most mean. Like he's he's below. Does Mark he be, Clay. does he become like a Walmart greeter or Starfleet or exactly. something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that old and no, ba- in, a, Barclay, in an opera Bar- uniform. Barkley actually accomplishes things sometimes. Well, Barkley made that great. crazy like computer he was part of, right? <laughs> he, yes. Yeah. God, but that that no. episode is so good. Just Lieutenant to see Junior Picard. Grade Picard. Yes. And the thing is, is, is he's also like, you know, he's the sixty year old ensign where you're like. Wait, did you just get here, or have you been have in you been Ensign the whole for time? sixty years? And like, he goes to like Riker to be like, Riker he had a career. Oh, hey, can he I get a promotion? A career and he's like, change late in life, guys. He decided Starfleet was from. He for goes him. and he says, "I want you to be honest with me. How's my performance?" And they're like, eh, "Not, not so great." Do you think I could ever be in command? And they're like, "No." <laughs> well, it's, it's okay. This is a cashless utopia <laughs> you're gonna be taken care of don't worry and apparently he like fucks up all of his reports and Jordy keeps messaging on the con system going like I'm still waiting for that pad oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. sorry he's probably like the most brilliant person in the whole thing because he's like there's no pay in this. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to. Turn no, no, in. he's none of those things. I don't because, have to turn not. in my stuff because, in time. I'll just hang out. It's like junior grade Lieutenant Picard has never read a book. Is what it feels like in that episode. Right. He doesn't know how anything works. It's like he just learned the bare minimum to stay in Starfleet and not get kicked he's out. He's the kind of guy who accidentally he just stands in the turbo lift until someone else comes in because he doesn't know how to activate it himself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. He just walks in and goes. No, I would stand. Outside the turbo lift, and I'm like, last time I tried to do this, I ended up on the bridge, and it was super embarrassing. And I don't know what I, I think did. It's wrong. more like he's just on there. <laughs> he's just on there, and he's so like, he's so spineless. He's like, like a he's lot like, of- uh, I'm not really sure where I need to go. I'll just go wherever somebody takes me. See, that's the kind of humor that I was expecting to see more of, like on the Orville, and they do some elevator humor, but like. Like the turbo lift, <laughs> the elevator, the, the like elevator the, music. the tuber, turbo lift comes up and the door opens and the person like walks out and they're just like, uh, no, no, wrong floor. Right, <laughs> right. To go back. I, like, is this? Man. They all kind of like this. No, I think this is the wrong floor. Yeah. <laughs> I think all good things was the perfect ending. Yeah. To the next generation. Da, da, da. That's Worf when he gets mad. Oh right. Remember, remember when Morph gets mad? Yeah, we should probably uh, wrap this up, guys. Episode? This is an hour and a half of no, this talking track. Let's go until thirty. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Come more on. minutes to go. Well, you're not really a trap. Holy shit! It's one oh two. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do we? Is there anything else we want to talk about? I don't know. Trip? I think we covered but it this all. Was mo- this was barely. This was really just the next generation and a little bit of other Star Trek. A little bit. We did a lot of Enterprise. Talked about Enterprise. I talked about yeah. that damn Beagle episode that we talked about makes you want Voyager to cave in and never while. be seen again. We didn't uh, talk about original series as much as I would have liked, guys. Oh, uh, what do you want to talk about original series? Right? I grew I up on original series, have, but I really uh, I feel like original four series minutes. is the most exciting. Nazi Planet is the best. Uh, well, I hate original all. Series. I hate all the like Earth culture planets. That Every time I see that damn away. 1920s set, I'm like, this oh, ain't they, my episode. They did it on Discovery. <laughs> they found an Earth colony planet. Oh, God. But they made it make sense and not be corny and it well, first with the storyline. In line. TNG, they and did the Space Irish. But it's like, no. I love that episode, Oh, my gosh. The, oh, watch. You've never seen a woman before. Where's a girl? Where's a girl to wash her the feet? The haunted sex lamp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Subrosa. Yeah. That. 
that is yeah we're talking we're, about problems we're so we, fucks a ghost we dude, basically. watched we watched i like i it, i grew up on the next generation and it feels like beverly wrote it for herself yeah i grew up on no th- so the issue with that is i think that's another um rick berman written episode where he was berman. like he was like we need sexier gates mcfadden Go land that couch and like go masturbate until you have an orgasm, and we'll just and figure we'll out how to make about it work. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I hey, tried to think about ghosts. I tried to describe that episode to my dad, I and he's how, like, "You're just making stuff up." I he's, wonder how like recently that move that episode came out after the movie or before the movie Ghosts. I think it was after. That's like it's a season six or season seven. Wow, it's like you know what people oh, really like right now? They really love boning down with ghosts. <laughs> Let's make a, a an episode where we should have had Guinan in that ghost. episode. You also had you also had uh, uh, yes. Ghostbusters <laughs> going on where Dan Aykroyd gets a gets a BJ from a ghost. That's but that like, was like before ghost that was before sex, Star Trek even ran. Ghost sex was hot. Ghost sex was all the rage. Yeah, everyone wanted oh to get that God. ghost sex. Except all in, right. So anyway, the, it didn't happen in Ghost Dad, did it? <laughs> probably. How do you get all those ghost kids? <sighs> I haven't seen that movie well, in a very long time. In Ghost, Ghost Dad, he's got to use some uh, ghost roof and all. <laughs> there we go. Is that too dark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got Cosby. All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh my God.